Hello, and welcome to 404 Podcast Found. I'm your host, Owen Godimer. The tech world community has an exciting announcement coming soon. It's too early for me to share anything just yet, but if you join the TechWell Hub at hub.techwell.com, you'll be among the first to hear the upcoming news. For now, let's jump into the episode. Jennifer Bonin is the co-founder and CEO of Pink Lion and a pioneer in the AI testing space. I recently sat down with Jennifer at a conference in Southern California and talked about the general lack of understanding around AI, how jobs will evolve as artificial intelligence becomes more prevalent, and our ethical responsibility in training these agents. The hard part is there's just too much work for all of us to do. You know, none of us go home and go, oh, I wish I, you know, had more work to do because I'm so bored, right? Most of us are super busy and we can't get to everything. And it's this exercise in prioritizing just, you know, what do we focus on and what can we do because we don't have enough time. So if you actually look at some of the things that take up a lot of your bandwidth and time in your job as a tester, you can look and say, if I look at AI first and I say, could AI do this? Could it click the buttons? You know, Could it do these basic routine tasks that I'm doing all the time? Then I now have more capacity to do higher value add, more critical thinking skills, all of that. And what I think was interesting is when I was doing a lot of the interviews we do at these events is the fear that people had about it taking their jobs. Like people would be like, well, I'm just gonna stop testing before it comes. And I'm like, well, you better quit tomorrow because it's already here, right? Because it's a thing. And you know, why? Like when you start to drill in, why are you afraid of it? You know, why are you afraid of AI and, and what's the fear? And it's always, well, it'll take my job or I won't be as valuable. And we just try and spend time educating and getting rid of dispelling fear around it of Honestly, as someone who's a good analyst and a critical thinker, you would want it because we call it your virtual assistant. Like who wouldn't want one of those, right? right? Like if right. I had someone that could do all the things that I don't have time to do and do them better than I do them, you know, because honestly, AI doesn't get tired. It doesn't have, you know, a personal life. It doesn't have anything at home that it's worried about. It can solely focus and just do its job for you. And it'll do it very dependably. Right. And I mean, I think I think I like when you mentioned the part that people are afraid of it taking our jobs. And and it's really just the lack of and I appreciate that you guys are trying to educate. It's really just a lack of understanding of what AI is, what it can help us with. And our our jobs probably will evolve. Absolutely. Over time. It's just a matter of it's not that we're going to lose jobs. Our jobs are just going to change. And yeah. Jeff, I sat through a, a session with Jeff Meyer, and I think he does a session called "What What's uh, What Are We Going to Do When the Machines Do the Testing?" Yeah, and it's, it's ultimately do that everything. Yep. we're going to be still critically thinking. Yeah, we're still going to be doing a lot of that yep. that uh, sort of testing, and um, so I think that's really awesome. Some of the I think some of the fear, uh, like you mentioned, in AI is just a lack of understanding of what is AI. Yes. you know specifically what mm-hmm. it is. People hear AI and they think the Jetsons. But that's yeah. I mean, and that's. Yes, yeah. related to AI, and there's some AI <laughs> things there, but yeah. that's not what AI really is now. Yeah, no, it's not, and that is that is the other piece is what is it really, and what does that mean? I I kind of like to think of it as we probably all remember when organic first came out, and everyone was like, "It's organic," and you're like, "Okay, what does that mean? Like, was the soil organic? Was it grown organically? Like, there was no standards mm-hmm. around it either." So that's what creates some confusion right now in where we're at in the market space is anyone can slap 
AI on something, like a tool or whatever, and make us believe that it's artificial intelligence. And if you don't really see how it works and what it does, you don't know, right? And, and kind of take advantage of you know, some of the lack of understanding in the vi environment, just like people did with when organic came out, they just slapped organic on it and charged more. And we all were like, oh, it's organic, we'll buy it. But you don't really know what that means. And so some of it's just, as a consumer, we want people to be educated. We look at all the AI tools out there, we assess kind of what they do, what their um, strengths and weaknesses are on purpose, because um, we can work with any of those tools. And it's just all about helping people understand what artificial intelligence is, what it can do in the space around testing specifically, because it's been used for a while in a lot of places. Like we all probably don't know, but when we go to a McDonald's or interact, you know, with Amazon, we've figured it out, right? When they <laughs> recommend things and things like that, it's there. But now it's coming into the testing space to help us there. And there's a lot of different use cases for it. So we talk about it as where's your problem or your pain point? And then how do you help see if AI will solve that problem? And it may or may not. So AI doesn't mean we get rid of all manual testers. It doesn't mean we get rid of all automation. It just means we use the right tool to do the right thing. So it's one more tool for all of us. Right, and that's awesome. And, and um, I think there's some similarities between AI and test automation in terms of pe people's perception of it. Yeah. So when automation, test automation first came around, people were thinking this is a silver bullet to solve all the problems. Yeah. We know yeah. that's not the truth. No. AI is also not that situation. Nope. There's still going to be things that need to be done. Yes. Manually, and I love that you point out Yep. Don't try to figure out where you can plug. It's not figure out where you can plug AI into. It's I have a problem. Can AI help with that Absolutely. problem? Not like, oh, we need to use AI to get this no. done. Do we right. have a problem? Can AI help? And thinking first about AI and, yes. and how can it help before yep. we start thinking about how we can do it manually. Yeah. Um, when people are just getting started mm -hmm. with testing an AI, I hear this question a lot uh, through some of our community spaces is how do we, how do we start implementing yeah. AI in our testing? Yeah, so here's the interesting thing. So um, Google has a tool right now for AutoML, which is auto machine learning. So for people out there that haven't played with it, it's a freeware tool. I mean, it's it's something free until Google decides not to offer it, which could be tomorrow. So I don't promise you it'll be there tomorrow, but it's there today. So if you go out there, you can basically take a screenshot of a mobile app or a website. It can be yours that you work on at work or whoever's. Um, it can be your Caribou app or your Starbucks app. Drop it in and it'll show you what the artificial intelligence saw. So basically what it's doing is um, looking at something it's never seen and it's giving you a level percentage of confidence of what it saw when you drop that screenshot in. And you get to understand how it works, what reinforcement learning is, because then you'll drop it in again and see if it sees other things it didn't see last time, right? So you see the learning process and it becomes a little less scary when you do that. And then what I always say is, again, start with the problem. So understand when you're trying to implement it, what is the problems that I have and do I think that this could help solve that? And how would I do that? And then get help. So this is something just like with um, traditional automation, we can try and flounder and you know kind of figure it out and you can spend a lot of time and energy and effort. Or you know go to your network of people. There's a lot of networks um, around artificial intelligence. Tariq and Jason started a community around AI and you can go out there, you can ask people questions. Get help doesn't mean you have to pay someone, but just get someone who has some more knowledge or understanding and go out to those communities. 
um, and ask for help on it and ask some questions. And there are no silly questions, we always say. I think it's one of those things where people are like, well, I don't wanna look stupid and ask a silly question. There really aren't because we all come from a different place of understanding and you just wanna get information and knowledge and most of the companies out there wanna give you that. So, you know, ask questions, become more informed um, as a consumer and, you know, just don't be afraid to, you know, ask people and get help with this because it is new and it's very similar to when we first got open source and people, I remember when people are afraid of open source, mm -hmm. right? And they're like, oh, we can't use that. It's not supported. What's going to happen if it goes bad, right? Now everyone uses it and, and we think, oh, it's just so common. That's where we'll get with this as well. It'll become so common that we're all using it in different ways and it's part of our environment, but we're not there yet. So when it's new, you gotta ask. Yeah, of course, and I, th I think the asking is such a big thing, and, and you mentioned this, that people maybe think embarrassed that they don't yeah. know something. Yep. I think from a, a perspective of someone who really understands something is when they're able to admit that they don't yeah. know. I think yep. those words, I don't know, are three of the most powerful wor words totally. in, the, in the human language. and. Um, when you're able to admit that. Yeah. Uh, we were actually just talking yesterday about how uh, there's often this old idea, or this idea, I guess, that you should never go to managers with problems. You should only come with solutions. Right. Which is great that you're working through problems with yourself. Yep. However, if you have someone that's an expert in your yep. court who's willing to help you, yep. um, why not go and ask them, hey, yeah. could you help me? And the manager might say, hey, I would recommend you go and look into this because this is something that you can yeah. figure out. But they might also say, you're right, it took me 30 years to figure this out. Yeah. Why don't I bestow yep. my knowledge on top of you right now? Mm -hmm. And then you can start moving forward um, learning that way. So I love the the idea of trying to get, uh, you know, asking for help. Yeah, ask for help. Yep, it's not a bad thing. And I would say too, the, what I find really interesting too is um, a lot of the people when we talk to that are most intimidated by this are people that traditionally haven't um, done a lot in the realm of coding or they haven't done more of the open source or traditional automation techniques and they're like, ooh, this is super scary now because this seems even more advanced than traditional automation. But the reality is, is that when you look at a lot of how this works, the process of training an agent or a bot in artificial intelligence takes someone who really understands your mobile app, your website, whatever it is, and understands your customer. So it doesn't require programming or coding language. When you do AI correctly, you don't need to know how to write in Java or C Sharp or JavaScript or any of that, not required. It's truly just understanding your consumer and how your apps work from a functional perspective. So, you know, you'll start to see, I've already seen it at a couple conferences this year, um, talks labeled the rise of the manual tester. <laughs> you know that AI is the movement that's bringing back all these manual testers because they have the right knowledge to train agents and bots as companies start to embrace artificial intelligence. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think that critical thinking portion of the human aspect of, mm -hmm. of being able to know the functionality, knowing how yeah. other humans are going to try to use that tool or that yeah. app or that, that uh, piece of software yeah. is just so integral to all testing we've ever done. Even when we were doing automated testing, that yeah. was so important. Humans, yep. at the end of the day, humans are going to be using Yeah, it's the for software. something and someone, yep. Yeah, so um, I think that's uh, you know really great. One question that I've heard a few times, and I'm uh, not going to pretend that I know anything about <laughs> AI at all, So, um, but one question I've heard is, we're trying to use AI to test software. Mm -hmm. How are we going to start, or how have we started to mm -hmm test the AI itself. Yeah, 
No, it's a really good question. As you dig deeper into it, um, something that all of us should be concerned about, just as consumers of it. So a couple of instances of where it's being used. So um, there are, it, are some instances um, where judges are using it. So they're using it in the court system to analyze large volumes of cases and then create predictive scores of, you know, what should the sentencing guideline be and, you know, what's a good sentence to give based on thousands and thousands of cases. Because the reality is a judge in their entire career maybe sits through hundreds of cases, but not thousands and thousands. So AI can take in that large amount of data that we can't, analyze it, and then give us recommendations. But what happens is it's not always right. You know, and that's the piece people are getting at when they talk about, you know, who's testing the AI and that the algorithms and the way that we're doing it is correct. Because we like to think of our bots or our agents that we leverage in companies as just like your children, right? They're learning. And if you swear in front of your kid, you can pretend like you didn't and then move on, but they heard it and it remembers, right? And the way that you raise them is different than someone else would raise them and they learn from you. So whoever is doing that teaching is the inherent bias that that agent or AI is getting. Mm. And whether we all know it or not, if you look at it, we all have a certain bias that we come with, right? There's just a certain bias of how we were raised, where we were raised, what country you grew up in, you know, what geography, did you live in the city or the country? You know, all those things matter in how you see data and information and that's fed into these bots or agents. So for example, um, there's a gentleman in Germany, Jeremias, who runs Retest. And he's very conscious of, because he's from Germany, he doesn't want to train his bots in a certain way, that it is that German perspective necessarily, but a global perspective mm -hmm. on the bots that he's training. So he looks at that conscientiously. But the idea is, if someone doesn't, who's checking them? Right? right, and and that's a whole process we need, like of validation of it, in and of itself, the algorithms, the bias, what is it doing, and that's where data science and data analysts really come in, and we're starting to see more of that in the testing world. It's one of the largest growing fields, actually, for um, even quality teams or QA teams, is to add a data scientist or data analyst, because as you start using more AI, who, what do you need? Someone who really understands data and the patterning behind it to tell you if your AI is biased a particular way. Right, and I mean, that comes right back to the manual portion. Like, the, the yeah. AI can feed us this information. Yep. We can feed AI information. Yep. But humans still have to do a lot of that, the analyzation and oh, figuring yeah. out what what does this mean? Yeah, yep. You know, we can get this all spit on paper. What does this actually yep. mean for us? Um, and I think that's so that's so crucial. And I think that um, you know a lot of the concerns are around the the uh, the bias that AI is yeah. potentially yeah. going to create. And, and already we've seen some of that. And, and there's some yeah. ethical responsibility that we Absolutely. as people working to create and, and train these AI have mm -hmm. to take upon ourselves. Yeah, and the more critical functions it does the more, as testers, we're important, right? Because that's what we do is test the theory and, and challenge, right? To say, does that make sense or is that the right thing? And that's what you have to look at is you don't just take what it gave you as the output and then just follow. You actually need those skills of critically thinking and analyzing to go, does that seem right or not? And do we need to challenge it? Because it's not always going to be right. And for a long time, it's not going to always be right. So. 
that we have a huge role. Like if anything else, we shall leave with, oh my gosh, we have such job security, right? Like there's so many jobs for people that can think critically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's that's really cool. Um, something else that's cool is, is what you guys are doing over at Pink Lion. Yeah. Um, and I was wondering if you wanted to kind of introduce us to, to Pink Lion, yes. what you guys are trying to do and um, how you're partnering with other people in AI to kind yeah. of help educate and, and help lead and pave the way uh, yeah. into the future for us. Yeah, well, we saw a gap. So um, as I was talking about earlier, there's there's a lot of things out there right now. There's a lot of technologies, there's a lot of tools, and um, we wanted, our goal has always been to solve problems and solve challenges in the world. And that's kind of what um, myself, Andrew and Rick, who started Pink Lion, focus on, is solving the world's biggest challenges. And we've done that for years. Things people haven't tried before or done, we've gone in and figured out how to make it work. And when AI came along, what we were seeing is this huge disconnect of education, like people just not understanding it. And what we were really afraid of is that if people didn't get the right knowledge or education, they would get a bad perspective on what AI was because you'd have a bad implementation or it wouldn't work or it wouldn't do what you thought it was supposed to do. And then it would be AI as a whole that isn't helpful instead of everyone kind of embracing the fact that we're all moving forward with new tech. So our goal is really to be that integration layer for companies and teams to productize what's sold out there and actually solve the problem they need, which could be slightly different than what that particular tool does. Mm -hmm. So the tool may do one thing, but really my problem is like part of that plus something else and really truly solving for the whole as opposed to just layering in a tool to really get the value from it. So we partner with a lot of the organizations out there. Um, we work closely with Test AI because they've been around a really long time. Um, Jason's tech is very, very good. Um, we've looked at all of them, but it is really good. He's He went for five years, I think this is amazing, like five years where he didn't sell it to anyone. He actually told people they couldn't have it right and so he's like no you can't have it they'd be like no i want it and he's like no you can't have it and our th role with that was for years i was telling jason you really need to sell this to the consumer because it's very good but no one's at the consumer level or enterprise level gets to see it so they don't know what it does or mm -hmm. they don't get exposure to it and the nice thing is now that's coming out to the world so people will have access to it which makes me really excited we work with jeremiah over in germany um, and retest um, angie and appla tools you know we look at all those tools and then figure out again the problem in which one kind of fits the need for folks out there so we're kind of that education source to give you that um, objective perspective on what could help you and what's gonna help you in your organization as you move this journey forward and then to really give a new skill set to your teams. So this is a huge selling point for teams when you can leverage it in the right way to bring people into your organization to start using it. It's a great thing too. We'd love to continue this conversation and more on the TechWell Hub. You can join our Slack community at hub.techwell.com. And remember to check out techwell.com to learn about our expert training, conferences, and communities for software professionals.